If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like their Ginger Lime Mule and Grapefruit Paloma, which happen to be my favorites. You can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% of the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takearecess.com slash autocallMAFS. You guys know I don't drink very much. So Recess is a great substitute while everybody else imbibes. It's a lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like uplifting guayusa and stress-balancing adaptogens. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make Recess Mocktails your drink between drinks or your forever mocktail. Get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash altercallMAFS so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. everybody welcome to math season 15 episode 15 hello aid how are you i am good how are you i'm fantastic are you ready i'm almost ready i just need to pack same here and yes everything is hard today um (laughs) (laughs) we are going to BravoCon. yes we are i mean my suitcase is out that's progress that's more progress than I have. I haven't <laughs> finished unpacking from my last trip. <laughs> um, but you guys, um, we are going to BravoCon, in case you did not know from what we just said. And you can find us at BravoCon. Uh, feel free to message us on Instagram. And we're going to do our best to find each other, meet each other, go to the same session, something so we can say hello. Yeah. You know what's so funny? I think I said something like, I'm so excited to go to BravoCon. And my friend was like, you mean like Comic-Con, but just Bravo? The number of people who have said that to me has been comical to me. And I'm like, yes, it is. And they're like, wow. And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) You just really need to find your tribe in this world. (laughs) It's out there. (laughs) Every time I try to tell somebody what I'm doing, there's confusion. In fact, yeah, most people... Might have heard of Bravo. Definitely have not heard of BravoCon except for one person. <laughs> and then I have to explain it and then I feel silly. I mean, it's pretty damn impressive. Even though there's no rhyme or reason for some of them. Now that I think about it, maybe there is a rhyme or reason because of um, the Ultimate Girls Trip. Because I was like, why is Dorinda there? Why is Vicky there? Phaedra? And I was like, oh, Ultimate Girls Trip. I already forgot about that but also like reza and mercedes those shows are canceled so (laughs) i don't know i think a couple of the real housewives of dallas are supposed to be there and i'm like y'all don't have a show no more but it was a rumor because are they they coming or not well they said they were going to announce that they're being rebooted or whatever but stephanie 
said like, I would never lie to you guys. I have not heard of anything. I am not going to be at BravoCon. So, <laughs> um, yeah. I will say some of the photo ops are also, I mean, Candy and Riley, like, I'm thinking like, if that's where we get in, guys, my goal is to meet Candy. She's my favorite housewife of all time. And I've met a few housewives and I don't know why I haven't met Candy. And I'm like, if it's with Riley, I'm like, I don't want it. I just want one with Candy. It would be so bad if we end up going to a photo session with Candy and Riley. And we're like, you can stand over there. I know. Like, I'm actually okay with Candy and Todd. I'm a fan of Todd. I know a lot of people aren't, but I don't mind the guy. So I'm okay. But I just, you know, but I'm excited. Like, it's just really like Andy or Bravo, NBC Universal. They really did a thing with BravoCon. Like, I'm excited. I'm very excited. My expectations are actually pretty low. I also hate New York City. Um, another reason why I'm like, Ugh. but I am excited to just see what we see. You know, I have very low expectations, so I feel like I can't be disappointed. <laughs> I love New York City. There was a time in my life I wanted to live there. I'm excited to meet up with some friends too. So yeah, good times ahead. Fingers crossed. <laughs> All right, guys, back to our show. Um, just to let everybody know on Patreon, this week is the last episode of After Party for the season, and we will have our, our last recap of After Party up on Patreon if you would like to go find it. Tame, what is happening in Mapsland? Okay, so I am not speculating. I am just reporting. Karen posted a friendship appreciation post for a, a, some of her friends and had a post about something about you have to have friends that have seen you at your worst and help you, you know, lift you up and things like that. And um, one of the friends was Amani. So just reporting. I'm not speculating. I'm not saying it means anything, but just saying. The funny thing is, is that Amani and Karen knew each other before the show, but they specifically said we weren't like besties. Mm-hmm. So it's um, a few years later. Look, look what happens. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it's clear they became friends because of their husbands, but given the speculation that we are not speculating, um, <laughs> maybe they still are friends beyond that. I don't know, because I think her birthday post, Amani was like looking forward to the next, the new things that something's bringing to your life or whatever it was. I think a couple of friends also said that, so. Hmm. Um, Mark the shark, Mark the shark. Um He's still doing this live, love, laugh kind of post. But the new thing is, I think during the season, they said he was pretty good at the boy band dances. And now he does this. I'm not on TikTok, so I'm not sure how it operates. But I think there's a thing where you can do side-by-side dances with people. So he does this weird in-sync dance moves for Bye Bye Bye. with the. It's very strange. And it's like not the... uh, album version or something it's like the concert version because you can hear the cheering and it's basically he's doing in sync dances i don't i don't know thank (laughs) you for that um i also noted that mark the shark is offering the paid instagram content which on one hand i'm like i mean you might as well turn it on and see who will play on the other hand i'm like who is paying for exclusive instagram content for anybody um nothing is impossible like i mean (laughs) If people are buying Alyssa's stuff, any nothing is impossible. And people okay. buy his stuff, so hey, might as well. Um, Rachel from Houston 
posts her CrossFit workouts all the time. We get her when she's taking a walk and all that. And people are so mean because she tells us that she gets DMs of people and she posted screenshots of people saying, well, if you're working out, then why are you getting fatter? <gasps> what? It, and it's like, I, there was one person who said it like twice. And it's like, why do you care? Why are you saying a thing? And wh- what? Yeah. On one hand, I'm surprised. On the other hand, I'm like, why are you surprised? Yeah. Everybody tells you once you become a public figure on the social media, it's pretty bad out there. Yeah. It's like open season or they think it's open season. And it's like, wow. Like, I bet whoever is saying that couldn't even do half the stuff she does at CrossFit. But anyways, that's terrible. Be kind, people. Um, I've asked for so long and so long when John and Dr. Jessica were going to get married. And it looks like it's finally happening this weekend. Found out because Jamie was talking on her stories and saying we have a very special maths wedding this weekend. And I'm like, wait, what? Who's getting married? Like, they're already married, right? Like, who... Then she's like, John and Jessica. And then she spoke to people like they don't watch maths, which is understandable. She might have followers who don't watch maths or whatever. And she's like, you know, he was, she called him a contestant. I think that was what was most intriguing <laughs> for me. Because I know sometimes I struggle and I'm like, what do I call them participants? Or, But she said he was a contestant and then he was, she was a doctor. And then, you know, it's a long story, but they fell in love. And I'm like, ah, that long story needs to be spelled out loud. But anyways, it looks like they're getting married this weekend. So I'm going to be on the lookout for pictures for that. He has been hosting, posting a lot of wedding prep stuff. Like he was posting pictures of woodworking he was doing for their centerpieces. And by he, I mean, John uh, Franchetic, the guy who's getting married. So I have, it's one of those things where I've seen so much wedding prep stuff. That I'm like, when is the wedding? So now <laughs> I know it's this weekend. It's this weekend. As we know, Noi just celebrated her birthday and she's back to reality because she was on vacation and she said her biggest goal in year 35 is freezing her eggs good for her um my final math slam news is that it looks like Lindsay, Lindsay from boston she got a new man because it's also her birthday and she posted a picture of herself and said pov just a girl on vacation with her man and it looks like it's a soft launch because we didn't get a full thing. We just got his hand. Um, she looks great, by the way. A lot of people commented on that. Um, neither here or there, but looks like her man is black too. Okay. So we're just going to wait for a full launch a la Taylor and see what it looks like. But she looks happy and she looks good. Good for her. I don't want any more of these soft launches. Just show your man. <laughs> show your women. <laughs> or don't show them at all. I'm surprised Lindsay went the soft launch route. She doesn't look like a soft launch kind of gal. That poor man probably said, please, please do not post me. And she said, okay. And compromised with a silly soft launch. (laughs) But anyways, how are we feeling about this week's episode? This is the most boring part of maths, I swear. It's just people regurgitating the same arguments they've been having all season trying to create like the idea that people aren't going to say yes, who we know are going to say yes. How did you feel about it, Tane? Oh my God. After the high of last episode, as you may recall that I said was the best, this was like going through withdrawal. This was terrible. It was so boring. It was so painful. And it was just like, 
all that I kept thinking about is like, we have to go through one more of this next week. So if this is so bad, what is next week going to be? The same thing. Uh, they're dialing up on the, they're not going to make it. They're not going to make it. And I'm over it. Like it's time. It's time for us to just go to decision day. So. Uh, anyway, but let's get into it. All right. Um, so we pick up right where we left off last week with everybody sitting around tables, Lindy crying, Miguel talking to his team. I, <laughs> I was actually like, really? I thought, I thought, no, okay, we're not done. Um, I mean, remember we're at the filler episode, so no, we're not done. We're not done. They do not say anything new. Lindy is crying. She can't feel filtered. She doesn't know where to compromise. Lots and lots of crying. Miguel says that they got into a fight and, you know, they're trying to get through it and he doesn't know if he can do this. He's just emoting to his group. Then Alexis, when she's talking to Lindy, says something to the effect of like, well, Justin does this to me. (laughs) Um, And I was thinking to myself, I don't know if you're the one who should be giving relationship advice. But she does say that they should keep on fighting for each other, which is, you know, not bad advice, I guess. I mean, the only thing I took out of this was Nate's facial expression. Like, I'm hungry. Can we go? (laughs) And also, I'm just like, it really must be nice for the experts to just not show up and outsource to the couples because, you know, they're done. They've clocked out. (laughs) But, you know, I'd rather hear Nate say it's about teamwork and partnership and but I'd rather hear him say that actually than Pastor Cal or Dr. Pepper <laughs> or whatever rando they, they pull off the street. Um, <laughs> we end this with Lindy saying she's not even sure she wants to get in the car with him. Then she's sitting on a bench by herself and he comes up to her and she tells him that she just spent 45 minutes crying to her friends about him. And it seems like everybody's watching them have this very strange interaction. They, in order to move on, I guess they need to agree that he was upset and she was allowed to say that he was upset. So they agree to that and they move on. I don't, the argument was weird. Like, you know, I, I get it. It's the day and age we live in, but it seemed like their arguments were in therapy speak because she's <laughs> like, you discounted my reality. He's like, you perceived my annoyance. Like, what? <laughs> and thank you for that. I appreciate that. What? Like, argue like regular people. <laughs> And just say the words because everyone's tiptoeing around each other. But I get it. I mean, it is what it is. But I mean, therapy speak allowed them to get in the car together and go home because she wasn't <laughs> sure if she could do that. So it wasn't, it's not too bad. I mean, I guess so. But I'm not saying they should go down and dirty, but it just seemed like we were tiptoeing. Because yes, they went into the car, but it's not done. No, no. It just continues later on. <laughs> so everybody gets into cars and goes home. Kristen and Mitch, Kristen is sad because uh, Lindy and Miguel were fighting, but, you know, it can be a breakthrough and it can be good, but she's sad to see them going through it. Can I ask a question? Go for it. Is that any different from Justin being sad about Ben not getting the marriage he wanted? Is it on the same level? Because I think she teared up, too. You know, I thought the same thing. I was like, why these people (laughs) getting invested in each other's relationships? But I didn't see her tears, so I was just going to let her have it. Also, Um, it is seven weeks, not five days. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, Nate and Stasha, he just wants to go to civilization. And he says he he had an amazing weekend. So I was like, good for you two. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So Alexis is telling um, Justin, like, oh, and it was so random, too. It's not like they were talking about anything. And she's just <laughs> like, oh, Nate's talking about Sasha is a freak and he's happy about that because he doesn't have to worry about that. And she's like, oh, that's so nice. I wish I could be a freak, too. And I'm like, Alexis, where are we going with this? It's and- going to the same place. <laughs> the same place. He he said, um, you can be a freak if you want to. Like, no one's stopping you. And then she's like, uh, are you sure? <laughs> and I'm like, that's so rude. <laughs> and then he looks at the camera when he says it happened one time. And then he says he'll work on his stamina. He'll start running and stuff. And she says, are there any machines at the gym that help with the thrust? I take this as another opportunity for Alexis to say that Justin is not great in bed as publicly as possible. You know, there's a camera there. It is. It's just Alexis with the jabs. Like, forget about even the sex or anything. Like, earlier, like you mentioned, where he said, Justin does this to me also. It's like, she can't help herself. She just wants to hurt him all the time because it was so unnecessary. Very unnecessary. When he said, I'll walk on, um, I'll run with the treadmill and blah, 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 blah. She could have just been like, okay, let's be hopeful. But nope. She's like, is that going to help with thrust too? The po- anyway, savage, savage. Everyone's back in their apartments. Kristen and Mitch are doing laundry, or she says, "Throw that in there. I'll do your laundry." Whatever. She asks him if he had a favorite part of the weekend, and he says, "You were my favorite part because she was in a great mood and they had a lot of fun. Um, and you came out a really comfortable and comfortable, fun. Kristen is a version he really likes. I love that part of you," he says. I was like, hmm, that's a very casual I love you, but not really an I love you. Definitely easing into the I love you. He, when Mitch gives these compliments, do you, <laughs> d- does this sound authentic to you? <sighs> Sorry, I think I answered my question because honestly, Mitch is not going to say what he doesn't mean. Very true. It is but, authentic, but it's also very, I don't know. It doesn't ring warm, true. Lukewarm. Yes, and I think part of it also is Kristen says that's what she wants, but whenever he does it, she doesn't also just receive it like I think she would. Yeah. <laughs> so we find out that he's going to a conference and they sit there and they talk about how it's a litmus test of how they feel. Hopefully they miss each other. Um, Mitch is deep. He's just like, this living in an apartment is not what our life would actually be like. Um, so it's kind of nice to go back to his old life, but with element, it's a, it's a lot of thinking. And he says, but he says something about getting to be single Mitch. I was like, eh, you don't really want to say that. I know. It's like, I'm going back to old Mitch, single Mitch. I'm like, Oh God, Mitch, there's somebody else receiving the things you're saying. It's not in your mind. <laughs> Krista is worried about single Mitch. She knows he has to go, but doesn't feel it's the best time for him to be leaving. And she will try to let him come home to a dog hairless home. Okay. We're going to Lindy and Miguel. Miguel tries to snuggle with Lindy, who says she's happy to be home. She's glad the retreat is over and she hated every moment of it. They have the same conversation that they've had 10 times. Where he says... Well, he knows what she doesn't want to hear, which is that this might not work out, but he wants it to work. But when they have a fight, he thinks it might not work out. And she gets on him for thinking that it might not work out. 
He's supposed to instead think this is just a hurdle that they have to go through. She calls it this past weekend a big deal, but not unsolvable. He says that she glad he's glad that she sees it as a tiny hiccup. That is not what she said. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's the same conversation. And we're going to have it like three more times this episode. Mm-hmm. Nate and Stasha, they do like videos and Nate and Stasha in a bed. Nate makes a joke about Stasha waking him up by kicking him in his balls. Alexis is cooking breakfast in her beautiful orange robe that I believe I mentioned before. Um, and Kristen tells us that she has a FaceTime date with Mitch later. So, Stasha and Nate go to the new house, but it's not the new house. It's a model house, okay? Wait, what? <laughs> That's a model house. That's not her house. What? If it was her house that she claimed before was not done, why does it, if it wasn't, that was a model house of the house that she's building. Oh, why didn't they make that clear? That makes sense. Cause then when they were shopping for doorknobs, I was like, what? let's just say that my hobby is looking for houses and I can spot a staged model townhome. That's part of a development of townhomes. On my way. <laughs> but she's building, right? Yeah. So her house is probably like 50% done or something, but I get, and it makes sense that they would want to show a finished one instead of a half done one. And that's also why they're like, oh, it took us this long to come out here. Probably because it took this long to get permission from the home builders to use the model home. So everything about her saying they take off their shoes was fake? I, she didn't say, she did say take off the shoes, but she never said, like, it could have been just like a general, we take off our shoes when we're in the house. Because the house is going to have carpet in the same places that her, you know, the, the house will have carpet. And the black hexagon tiles? It's a, I mean, yeah. She's probably picked the finishes. That's why she was like, that's why I asked for black hexagon tiles. I don't know. I'm very, very convinced it's a model house. Okay. Nate is having himself a good old time. Um, he's laying in the bathtub. They kind of show like shots of Stasha not looking very amused by this. Um, they Wait, have so a even the, even the refrigerator. That was the model. I was like, why would Stasha have a little refrigerator like that? I just thought it was a stylistic choice. No. The only people who are in that house are salespeople. So they have a little refrigerator because they're not going to waste money on appliances for that house. It's a model house. They have some strange. Okay. So they have a conversation about Stasha and her cleanliness. And Nate talks about kids and safety because it's going to be very white and it's going to be dirty. When Stasha says that she'll teach her kids to not touch, and Nate gives her the same look we give to all delusional people, mm-hmm. a, a conversation about how their kids... We're supposed to believe that this is going to derail their whole marriage, a conversation about how the kids might be dirty in the White House. Okay. I just... <laughs> when he brought up a good... He's like, have you heard of the terrible twos? Like, listen, we both have um, nephew, nieces and nephews, and I'm just like... You can't tell those babies nothing. Like, stop doesn't mean anything to them. (laughs) What I've learned from having a niece and a nephew is you think that you forget that someone had to teach you how to be a a human. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, like you did not naturally just stop drawing on the walls. Someone had Mm -hmm. to teach you, you know, this is not a good idea. But it's not your first instinct. So, (laughs) I mean, there's a reason why when you, like, even at my place, I have considerations for my nieces and nephews because I'm like, you can't just get like a white anything because not now. 
No. <laughs> or you just have to be willing to know that that white thing is not going to stay white. It's not going to stay white. <laughs> so for, and now talk about your own kid. And like, I'll teach them. And my mom told me, how old were you? when she told you to stop. I just, I, I, I think part of having kids is learning about yourself. Some people do a various like level of competence in this learning. Um, everything Stasha's saying, I'm like, she'll have a kid and she'll learn. Nate could try to tell her beforehand. She'll figure it out. <laughs> we should just hook her up with Bilal. <laughs> He'll tell her. Your whole life will be ruined. <laughs> um, now we have come to the sad part. Justin is going to get Maya. He says that she's not coming home because she bit another dog in training. And the trainer said that she's a liability. So Justin says it's unfortunate, but he's doing what he has to do as a husband, a man, and a leader. I thought that was a lot, but okay. (laughs) And his best friend, Chris, is coming to get the dog. And um, this man says she had a bad moment. I'm like, by my count, she bit two other dogs in a seven-week period. That we know of. (laughs) That we know of. (laughs) That is not a bad moment, bro. (laughs) I almost don't want to belabor the point because Justin is so depressed about giving up this dog. He is. He says that he'll never see her in California again. I was like, wow. His friend is coming from outside of Cali. (sighs) I got to tell you, seeing Maya in that cage again, again, we're not dog people, but that made me so uneasy. No, I just... I get that California has perfect weather, but it just didn't seem, I don't know, it didn't seem like a nice environment. Yeah, the whole thing just gave me, you know those ads, the ASBCA ads with the Sarah McLachlan song? Oh, yeah. That was just the vibe I was getting. <laughs> I will remember you. It was so sad. Oh, weep not for the memories. Um. <laughs> he tells us that he's spending one more night with her and that Alexis is elsewhere with um, her dog. <laughs> so keeping on the theme of dogs, Nate and Stasha go into a place that has a dog. And I was like, are they getting a dog? Only to discover that they're getting my favorite thing, which is handles and pause. doorknobs. <laughs> I paused and I was like, almost called you. And I typed in my notes, hey, are you in heaven? <laughs> doorknobs <laughs> only my friend age <laughs> when they walked in that store i was like i am stasha and stasha is me fun fact about me when i bought my condo uh the first thing i did was replace all the door handles and a lot of people were like door handles i'm like i really care about door handles drawer pulls i love the fixtures i love that stuff <laughs> um unfortunately for stasha it, it just it's a discussion about how Stasha wants white and gold, white and black and pops of gold. And you can just see Nate very rightfully thinking, is this my house or is this your house? Is this our house? Like, I don't feel like I have a place in this house based on the idea that you get to control every single design element. But the other part of me is like, this house was in place before you were here. It's a very well-balanced argument. On my end, I was like, I don't know what the right thing is because she paid a shit ton of money for this house. And it's something she had as a dream. And now she has a husband. But on the flip side, no one wants to feel like they're a stranger in their home. And it's just like, 
you kind of have to decide what's more important to you. I do think she could make concessions in different places. For example, when they talked about the yard and she wanted to put concrete and he's like, I could do that. We could put grass. Just say, okay. Like, the man said he'll take care of it. Yes. Like, but this is where you have known each other. I mean, you guys have tattoos, but you have known each other for a solid seven and a half weeks. I would be very hesitant to be like, okay, put in grass. And six weeks from now, are you guys still together? And now I got to deal with the grass. Yeah, but. <laughs> That's the part that they weren't saying. Maybe it is, but it's also like they say all the time. It is marriage. Like, you're not going to 100% get anything, but that's where you pick your battles. But if you say the grass, he might be more, um, com- not compliant, that sounds like a controlling word, but for the doorknobs or whatever, because he's feeling, because part of what it is, is Nate is a pretty chill guy, but he's just trying to assert himself somewhere. Like, where do I fit in? So if you let me do the grass, then maybe the doorknobs, okay. And I think that's what he was trying to say, except he said let. Sorry, I might be getting ahead, but... Go ahead. No, no. He says, let. Yeah. He says, she (laughs) says, if you, he said, if you need to prioritize, I'll let you prioritize. And I can see her going, you're going to let me do what in the house that I paid for? (laughs) She absolutely knew what he meant, but she was playing dumb. Like, no, you're going to say this. (laughs) Let me hear the words come out of your mouth. Cause surely you do not mean what I think you mean. You're not going to let me do anything. (laughs) He should have just worded it a different way. And then a little part of me thinks it was bait because I think Nate probably wanted her to say something. So it's like, see, so every time I do something, you're going to remind me that you did that or this was your house or whatever. But he should have just worded it differently. Like, just ask flat out, what part are you comfortable with me kind of having an input in? How hard is that? I think, but you know, the answer to the question is no part at all. but when you say let and things or whatever because i don't by any means think like he's the typical egotistical guy or whatever but everyone has an ego man woman whatever and it's going to be an adjustment it's always easy to say it theoretically but when it comes into practice it's more difficult and i think he's realizing like shit it's hers (laughs) (laughs) so they leave um, the door handle heaven store. Um, and then there is very, very sad music. And we see Justin playing with Maya and he admires her training. His, his best friend comes and I'm not, you know, I always like to see when men greet each other. Cause I really felt the love and affection in that greeting. Yeah. Um, Chris reassures him like, Oh, we've been thinking about getting a dog. And Justin says before, like the only person Maya loves more than me is Chris. So um, you know, they're trying to ease their way into this as much as possible, but they sit down and talk and Justin says that, you know, he knew he anticipated challenges in marriage, but he didn't anticipate basically that he would have to give up his job dog. Mm-hmm. And Chris even, I guess they must've been roommates at one point. Cause Chris even says that he's like lived with Maya before. So oh. yeah. And Justin said, Oh, I told Alexis that I was going to go see her once a month. And she was like, once a month. But I, considering now that we know it's pretty far, I could see why she might be like, huh. But she should have kept her mouth shut. She should have not said one word besides you go see Maya once a month, baby. Uh, it really <laughs> bothered me that we didn't know where Chris was coming from. I really just wanted to know. I was even looking at his license plates when he came. It was California. So I was like, where? What, where what? are you coming from? Yeah, his license plate was California. I was like, what? Um, then Alexis comes 
And apparently it's a surprise. She was supposed to be at work or whatever, but she comes in and she says she didn't want him to go through this by himself. And Justin packs up all of Maya's stuff and Alexis helps. And Justin says that he would, he wouldn't see Maya in California again. And then even when he puts her in the car, he's like, I'm wondering if I'll see you again. I'm like, come on, (laughs) unless she dies on the way to where she's going, he'll see her again. It'll be all right. Um, But he's really sad. And then they sat on the couch together to be sad together. No, it and, was sad. I mean, the dog went from being with Justin in his one nation apartment, patio, kitchen place, then went to the maths apartment, then went to the cage place. And then now he's being sent away somewhere. I, I, again, not a dog person, but that's a lot. It, in it seven is. Weeks. It is. But also, does I, Alexis get points? For coming to be with him? <laughs> Does Alexis get points? No, I think it's called doing the bare minimum. Um, <laughs> and so, and then, you know, she they sit down and they're sad together. And she tries to reassure him that Maya's in good hands and she'll see her. And she tries some empathy and... <laughs> Um, Justin hopes that it shows her his commitment and his sacrifice for their relationship. Somebody, he said somebody, and I was like, okay, somebody that's close to him. He let her go. Does that mean anything? And Alexis says that it means a lot, but it can't mean everything. It can't be like, I gave away my dog for you every time that there's something. And I, I don't know if that was the moment, but Alexis was right. He cannot hold this dog thing over her head every day. Oh, I need you to cook me dinner. I gave away my dog for you. Oh, you gave away my dog for you. And honestly, I do kind of see it go in that direction. Yeah. He's um, emotionally manipulative because he's scared. So Justin says that he made the ultimate sacrifice. I was like, Justin, I went to church. Did you kill your son? I I mean, okay. Um, and he says that he hopes she understands how big a deal it is. <laughs> Alexis' body language <laughs> was like, oh, here we go again. But can I just say, like, did you notice that she was, I mean, for someone who's consoling her husband, her body was away from him. She was backed up. She wasn't, like, hugging him or anything or facing him. Her booty was on his leg and not in, even in the good way, just away from him. Well, she was facing away from him, but I still felt like they were snuggling. No, they weren't. Okay. There was no arms around each other. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys, we will be right back. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you make can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work. Up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the EarnIn app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Summer is coming and it is time for all of us to go on vacation. You can use the money you earn from EarnIn to buy a new bathing suit or some new clothes for your fun summer vacation. Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store, 
When you download the Earning app, type in AltoCall on the podcast. When you sign up, it'll really help the show. That's AltoCall on the podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max, see earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Ladies, you know that vicious week before your period where you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin, you feel a little bit down or off, and those cravings when you feel like you can eat anything in sight? Well, there's a solution for that. Now it's easier to manage your PMS with estrogen control. You have to try Hormone Harmony. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. And it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ALTERCALLMAFS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S for 15% off today. And we are back. Kristen is FaceTiming Mitch. Mitch is wearing, I don't know what to call that hat, but he looks good. So they chat about what he's doing. He's been very social. He's looking forward to coming home. She asks him if he misses Luda snoring. And I'm just like, always setting this man up. Always setting this man up. And he says that very quickly, he does not miss the snoring. And then she says, I wasn't setting you up. Which she, I mean, it's dog snoring. She wasn't setting him up. But I was like, what if he gives the wrong answer? (laughs) He says that he misses all the good parts of their life together. And he's ready to shred and he has the boards on their car. They're going surfing when he gets back. This conversation was so boring. I was happy to see them happy. (sighs) Kristen says they're in a good place. They're a lot more lighter. They're a lot more jovial. She says something about providing a father figure for Luna. Okay. Um, She wants to spend the remaining days in the best way possible. And she's looking forward to putting Luna on a surfboard. Uh, Miguel and Lindy are at the gym working out. She doesn't enjoy it. They seem to have a good time. When they get back to the... They have a good time together. She just basically says, I'm not into working out. And she just wants to be a cheerleader. Uh, Lindy, when they get back from working out, Miguel hands Lindy an envelope and it is her health insurance card and she's excited. She can finally go be, see a doctor. He says she can be hit by a bus, referencing their previous argument on the topic. And he'll care. Um, she says she goes back to feeling cared for by having insurance. And she says she feels more comfortable hyphenating her names. And then he asks, what more do you need to change your name? And she says she wants to feel more secure. Changing her name is a big deal. The second guessing is coming from him and his doubts, not her. And I was like, good Lord almighty, we've already had this conversation how many times? Um, She says that she's changing her last name for him and he gets huffy and says, well, then you can keep it like that then. And then there's lots of dramatic looks. And honestly, I think that this was so edited. Absolutely. I was like, this wasn't that bad. It was a nice conversation between the two of them. Yeah. I mean, I just want to add again that she's second guessing, but not enough to not get his insurance though. But it's just me. This is America. (laughs) 
Health insurance is a precious commodity. You can get it from wherever you want. Um, you don't even have to like the person. Um, in keeping with the theme of everybody getting their exercise on, Nate and Justin go to work out together. Stasha and Alexis are doing yoga together. Alexis asks Stasha what the plan is for living situation. And she says, I think the idea is that they move into his house and then once, I mean, into his apartment. And then once his, her house is done, they'll now move into there. Stasia is like, this is our house. And she wants him to be comfortable. But technically he is in her space though. <laughs> Stasia says that the hardware store scared him. But it wasn't the hardware store. It was more what Stasia said. I think what scared him is homelessness, potential homelessness. I, I, I don't, honestly, I don't even think that's a thing. To be honest with you, when he brings that up, because you could easily go get a lease. He's not, you know, start for money or anything. You could get a lease, you get an Airbnb. You're not going to be homeless. It's just more the implication of what Stasha is saying. It's more him not having a say and feeling like a stranger in her house. That's honestly what it is. Correct. So we flash over to Justin and... Nate talking and Justin is telling Nate that married life was good until this afternoon where so-called clarity kicked in for him. That's what he calls it. I wouldn't call it that. And he needed some affirmation. So he texted her. I know this is a stupid question, but he just needs to hear. Can you tell me now that you're going to say yes on decision day? And her response was like, where is this coming from? And he says that she was deflecting. And Justin says that when he gave Maya away, he was under the impression that they were on the same page and that if she had doubts, she should have said something. And Justin says, well, she's a very direct person. It's almost like you don't want to hurt my feelings by saying the truth. There were so many things wrong here. (laughs) She literally told you, do not hold this Maya thing over my head. Mm -hmm. Why did you send this question by text message? And I don't think she was deflecting. I think she was really trying to find out, why are you texting me this? In the middle of work. (laughs) Which is basically what she tells Stasha. He just came at her in a text message. Now we're having this conversation by text message that his decision is dependent on mine. I didn't really believe her shocked act, like his decision is dependent on mine. What did you think? I I don't think she was shocked. I think she was more saying like your decision shouldn't be based on mine. It should be independent of regardless of what anything, you should know what you want to do. Not, if you say no, I'm going to say no. If you say yes, I'm going to say yes. You say yes because you want to be with me. And you should say no because you don't want to be with me. Not because of my answer. (sighs) But can I just say, I'm just so shocked that they paired Nate and Justin together. Nate don't like Justin. (laughs) Or Alexis. And I'm sure he don't want to talk about their feelings. Nate is all tapped out on the emotions. He already heard Lindy, and now he has to hear this. (laughs) (laughs) But... Nate, maybe Nate doesn't like Justin, but Nate really doesn't like Alexis. So Nate says that Alexis is an immature liar and she needs to be straight up. And in everything else, she's direct and vocal and she's up front, but she can't answer this. That's weird. I'm sure Nate enjoyed getting more dirt on Alexis from Justin because he can't stand her. Oh my God. The weird thing got me because, what is the name of the show? You know, Issa Rae's reality show. Sorry. Is it Sweet Life? Yes. Sweet Life. Okay. So it made me laugh when he said she's vocal about everything else, but this, that's weird. Because on The Sweet Life, 
every single time they make fun of some, not make fun, but say something about someone, they're like, that's weird, bro. So when he said that, I'm just like, so it's a thing. Everyone just says, that's weird. It's like lingo that they say all the time. So Nate said it was such passion. It, it cracked me up. Uh, Alexis says that Justin has made a whirlwind of change and that she thought that they were past this, but this behavior scares her. Um, she sees the change and she honors the change, but there's some of the same things, some outbursts when he's ex- upset that when it becomes challenging, you know, he, he becomes his old self and that once she has a kid, it's too late. That came out of the clear blue sky. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> she did. She's like, I'm thinking generational. I was like, now we're going too far. <laughs> she says a big part of her wants to say yes, but a small little part wants to thinks about, can you tolerate this for the rest of your life? And she doesn't even know if she should use the word tolerate. <laughs> um, Justin, lie, Justin lies like a mofo. This man has said that his mind is made up and he's taken his feelings out incapable. He's just <laughs> like, oh, it's really easy to be emotional. But I'm going to step out and view facts. And that if he hadn't asked, hadn't asked the question, he'd be blindsided. And I was just like, you... This whole thing started because you were emotional. You sent her a text message talking about, are you going to say yes on decision day? Which was a complete wrong way to approach this conversation. And now you don't like that the conversation devolved into nonsense. because Probably because it was over a text message. Mm. Her saying that she's 90% in. Which honestly, at this stage of the game, and considering you guys' past, 90% is not bad. That's an A. He said, but no, to Justin, anything besides I'm saying yes on decision day... It's just 90% and he feels like he was played. Played by what? Play Oh, played to give away his dog. That's where that, that comes in. Yep, he gave up his baby. The very thing she knew was going to happen. And she said, do not hold this over my head. But that's his only trump card. Anyways. So then we move on to Stasha and Nate. They're hiking. And speaking of hiking aid... We really did not see that blonde girl again. Never again. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They do this to us every time, though. They make something or somebody a big deal, and then the rest of the season progresses. We never see or that person, or we never hear about that issue. And if anyone's wondering why hike, what's the correlation between hiking and the blonde girl, she teared up, saying she had no one to hike with, sunsets and stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, Sasha says she still wants them to do stuff like this, you know, as they progress as a couple that um, she doesn't want them to forget who they are and just be fun. And Nate is like, yeah, I don't think you can do this with a brand new baby. That was so random. It just felt like <laughs> we're just bringing babies. And he's like, hey, let's go to dinner. I don't think babies can eat solid food right now. So. <laughs> do you think they had some sort of prompt where they were told to talk about babies this episode? I don't know. But I don't. Nate doesn't seem like the kind that would go along with it. But... I, I don't know. Maybe they lucked out and it was just a natural progression. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so that was so random. And then he also randomly is like, oh, I have a surprise for you. What was it? It was ingredients to make guacamole just sitting in the sun at the top. <laughs> when they started and they were like, oh, hiking is so relaxing. And I'm like, you have a full camera crew following you. <laughs> And a crew to also put out guacamole making ingredients so you have something to do with your hands. Yeah. 
So Stasha again says that she doesn't want to be a boring parent with life just centered around just kids. She still wants to take trips. She still wants to do things. And I'm like, um, for someone who wants kids ASAP and is also 37, I think she's being idyllic. Like, how does she have this mindset? <laughs> Nate is like, um, yeah, I'm not sure how that's going to work. So she's like, well, what do you think? He's like, I just envisioned like I'm going to be a full-time dad. So they talk a lot about change and all that. And he asks about, you know, um, about the house. Now they moved on to the house. I guess that just the conversation about the baby just stopped. And then I have a thought about babies though. Okay. Listening to the two of them. I'm like, both of you are just extremists. (laughs) If you could just find your way to a middle, there's no rule that says that when you have a baby, you have to sit at home and never go anywhere, Yeah. but you will not have the life that you had before you had a baby. Find a middle, you two. I didn't understand how um, Stasha didn't even for once as I was like, oh, my mom can watch the kids or your family can watch the It didn't even come up once. So this was a weird conversation. I still stand by the fact like it's not really a big deal. They have nothing on Stasha and Nate. So we're <laughs> just trying to figure out what we can find and make it a big deal. Correct. So... He asks, what happens if I get on your nerves? She's like, you already do. He's like, well, I'm going to be in your house. She's like, well, we already live together. And he's like, well, (laughs) and then she goes, okay, so what's the difference? And then he's like, "Um, I feel vulnerable. Like, yes, it's um, their house, but it's really her house. So she asks, what can I do to make you feel better? And then he's like, is there ever a time that you're going to ask me to leave? And she's like, no. I'm like, how do you know? Like, that's a huge ask. Um, this is again, when my husband walks by and he's like, why? Like, why do you think that's a huge ask? I was like, you're making promises you don't know you can keep. And he's just like, why do you have to make it a big deal? Just say no. Figure it out if you ever get to it. And if you don't get to it, you don't get to it. I'm like, that's not how my brain works. Because I don't think- Mine either. I was like, Stasha, that is a bold faced lie. Yeah, you don't know what you're gonna say or do. Like. All the people who got divorces, go watch their wedding video. I'm going to love you to the day I die and blah, blah, blah in this life and the next life. I have a thing like wedding vows. I think it should be called wedding intentions. You just, you just don't know what you're capable of. Like you, everyone has good intentions, but you don't know who you're going to be. Everyone says you find out the real you through a divorce when you stop loving someone and you're like, I will clean you out for every dime that you have. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's a huge ask. To be like, I would never ask you to leave. So anyways, Nate says his fear is that if things get bad, where does he go? He'll be homeless. I'm like, dude, go get an Airbnb. You'd be fine. I just think, again, like every maps couple, they're fighting about things that are not really the actual issue. Mm, What do you think is the actual issue? I feel like they're having a lot of... um... They're gaming things out, but they're actually doing it a little bit not great. Like, are you a Miguel or are you a Lindy? I think that's what it is. If she could have said, if we get to a point where I want you out of my house, I think that, I'm sorry, I want you out of our house. (laughs) I think that you should get an apartment. Or I think that you should always, like, be able to afford to rent something. Or I think that, like... It would be better if you gamed out what could actually happen instead of telling fantastical lies like, I will never kick you out. To answer your question, I think what they're really fighting about is the reality of being with someone 
who makes more money than you. Oh. It's, again. Oh, I don't have a problem. I don't have a thing. But again, when you hear the things where she's like, this is what I wanted. I want this. Put the feet so there's no oil. Make sure you do the dishes. Make sure you whatever. Does making more money come with a little bit of control where it feels like I don't have a say in this? And she's not doing a good job in managing that fear. Okay. And he, he doesn't want to come right out and say whatever he really feels. So it, it doesn't come. It's very easy to turn it around and be like, you're just uncomfortable that I make more money and stuff. So everyone's dancing around it. So, you know, I like your theory a lot. They'll be fine though. Honestly, I swear. <laughs> Wasting our time. <laughs> we move back to Miguel and Lindy who are sitting in awkward silence in dungeon and dragon costumes. I was wondering for a little bit what is happening right now. Um, their friends come by and then they tell us that they're about to play Dungeons and Dragons. And I took my silver lining and was just grateful that Miguel's bad vibes friend, Chris, wasn't here. I mean, his wife was, but still, Chris is not the person we need in this uh, condition that they're in right now. Chris would be telling him to file for divorce now. ASAP. Um, yeah, I don't know what the fuck we were watching. I, 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 I there was a description of dungeon. Like Lindsay would have was Lindy was a good sport because what would you say? What would you do? I didn't know if Miguel was throwing shots at their marriage. I mean, Lindy was on the same page because she's like everything you described was almost like our marriage, and I'm like, editors, where were you? What? Why did the scene have to? I was bored. I was confused, and I had no idea what was going on. My favorite thing is that I've heard so much about Dungeons and Dragons throughout life. I've heard Miguel talk about Dungeons and Dragons throughout this show. And then finally it's time to play Dungeons and Dragons. And I could not tell you a single thing more about it than when we started. I could like, he was telling her stories and situations and then they'll be like, what would you say? And I'm like, how are you supposed to know what to say? Like, how do you also know what? Anyways, we're done with that. We move on to Kristen and Mitch because they got to go to the beach every other day. So they're headed to the beach and Mitch says he's hungover and Kristen asks like, oh, is your ring in the car? And he fishes it out and he was like, oh yeah, because I'm married. <laughs> Kristen is like, were you not married last night? And he says, I was to my close friends, but you know, I wasn't ready for my whole company because I would have to explain myself. Kristen asks if there were cute girls there. Kristen asked if there were cute girls there and he's like, yeah, I mean, there were. I'm like, gosh, you don't have to be truthful, Mitch. And then he stutters and he goes, no, they're all dog ugly now that I'm married. And then he doesn't stop there. He's just like, <laughs> there's always cute girls in the beach world. And then he keeps going on and on about how there's more girls than guys. There's very few guys. But the thing in the silver lining is Mitch is not going to lie to you. Like, <laughs> it's just, he's going to be forthright for good or for bad but then he kind of not kind of he does quote the r kelly song like after the lobbies after party after the parties the hotel lobby and it's not about i mean we don't quote r kelly in 2022 but i think he thought he was being funny i mean i actually was surprised he knew the song but <laughs> he is like i think mitch is a he's a social guy i mean he confirmed it this season but going back to the award that he won last week Kristen tells us that she's not thrilled that he didn't wear his ring. Um, but she's just going to let it go. So they have a good day. They get to the beach and they're changing into their wetsuit. And 
halftime gave us some underboob from Kristen as she changed. Did you? I know. I was like, and then I was afraid it was going to stay, but she put on the wetsuit, so it was fine. No, I was just really surprised. I'm like, first we got the whole sex thing last week, and now we got this. Okay. Lifetime. So Kristen is so jazzed that Luna and Mitch look so sweet. It was kind of cute, though. They were both, I don't know, shredding, surfing. I don't know what the difference is on the board and having a good time. So they're done with it and they're all sitting as a family and Kristen is full of the metaphors. The surfing is like their marriage wave after wave, but then comes the calm, blah, blah, blah. I was like, do these people ever get to enjoy anything without like having to reflect or go deep thoughts on surfing? I was like, for the love of (laughs) God, can you just not have a nice day? (laughs) You gotta be deep. So Mitch says a lot is going well and says the week felt like the old him you know, taking off his ring and hanging with his friends, but coming back felt good, but there's also a wide separation. And maybe that's how marriage is for a lot of people. I don't think Mitch said anything wrong. Like, I think people think that even for those that dated and all that kind of stuff, it's still a new chapter in your life. It's kind of like when you get a new job or in a new company, you have to give it time to get used to it. These people got married to people they don't even know. And it's just been seven weeks. So I think he had a normal thought. What did you think? I thought he had a normal thought. Um, I thought that Kristen gave us whiplash because when they were on their video chat, they were so happy, blah, blah, blah. Now they're somewhere between estranged and happily married. I was like, what? <laughs> With Kristen, you never get the real fact. So that's when not I, shocking. I just thought the other part about Mitch saying he's married I don't know how he said that his close work people, I think in after party, he said that his close work people knew he was married, but it wasn't just the whole company or something. Mm-hmm. It's not, I feel like it's not that he doesn't want to talk about being married. It's like, I got married at first sight and I'm on a TV show that's filming me and has been for the past seven weeks. He didn't want to talk about all that. That's why he didn't want to tell people he was married. Yeah. I honestly didn't think that was a big deal. And we don't know like his work situation. So, I don't know. I didn't think that was a big deal. Me either. I thought, anyway, I thought that they really edited it up. And I don't think Kristen even cared that much. It's just like, we're just looking for (laughs) storyline. Yeah. So we'll be right back to go on the same fight that Lindy and Miguel have been on for two weeks. And we're back. Lindy and Miguel are each venting to their friends. Lindy is talking to her friends, saying that Miguel was horrible at the retreat, while Miguel is telling his friend that, you know, they had communication issues, and that makes him insecure. Except he skipped the part that he's the cause of it all. Well, he didn't quite, but still. I don't know why it's making him insecure when he's the one who kind of was the person causing the communication issue. Lindy says the control is horrible, and anything that defines her as a person, he's dampening it. And she doesn't think he understands the fundamentals of marriage. I don't think she's wrong. Mm, I don't think she's wrong, but man, I find Lindy's communication style so annoying. Exhausting. Because I cannot (laughs) imagine having to hold a conversation with her. I'd be tired. It's like hysterics. (laughs) I think what I wrote down was histrionics. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Hysterics Um, and histrionics. I love it. Okay. (laughs) Lindy's friend is over it. Maybe not over it, but she's just looking at her like with with dead eyes, just staring at her and letting her talk. 
Miguel is telling his friend that he feels bad because he has hurt her and he has voices uncertainty and doubt. And it's almost like she keeps telling him that it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy that if you think it's not working out, of course, it's not going to work out. He says that he still loves her and he wants it to work, but right now it's not working for him. Lindy is on 1000. She's so hype and she's yelling and I'm like, how the hell are they not hearing? what it is. She's banging her hand on the table and she's telling her friend that she feels like she's losing her fight and that's not her. And she's screaming that he, and she, he shuts down and makes her feel like a piece of shit over and over and over again. And she's scared to talk about things because she thinks he's going to say that he's done and leave her. And the friend finally comes out of the trance and is like, well, if he leaves, then he's not the right person. I'm like, you know what? If you are going to say one line, that is the line that you should say. (laughs) (laughs) So Lindy's crying and she's just like, I just don't know. I'm so confused. And then her friend gives her a hug. We move on to Nate and Stasha. First sign, we see the night security cam, overhead cam. And I'm like, this cannot be good. (laughs) But it's again, another random baby conversation. Nate is saying how he wants to know her intention with a kid. First of all, what is her intention going to be? <laughs> like, <laughs> Because it's easy to have one and he's wondering how you can have kids and still have fun. I think Stasha said something like, I'm 37 and I don't have one. I'm like, wait, okay, you don't have to ask. He didn't mean like. <laughs> I think, okay, well, I'm just trying to, okay. I don't know why I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt for. Please okay. continue. Oh, go ahead. I, I was like, does he mean? Was she trying to say I haven't accidentally been knocked up yet? I was so confused. Yes, I think that's what she was saying. She was like trying to be all smart assy, like clearly it's not that easy or whatever. <laughs> but I was like, are you trying to say you tried but didn't, or you've been so careful that you haven't had one and you've been intentional? Who knows? Um, I'm, I want to point out that Nate is wearing a black and white sweater again. <laughs> like, is it one that you've seen before? I think so. Yes. Yeah, I thought so. Yes. So Stasha is saying that she told him that she didn't have a dad and she doesn't want her kid to have that. But those are the things she wants him to think about when his fear creeps in. I was so lost. I'm like, what does he said? He wanted to be a full-time dad. He's the one saying we can't do things because we have to be 24 (laughs) seven with the kid. But she's saying that she wanted him to think about it when he's fear. Do you, do you understand? No. Okay. So Stasha says that him not having his mom in his life is triggering. So he has an idea of how she should be as a wife and mother. I, I bought I, that. Okay. This could be true, but it gets a little, and it has to be exhausting for Nate where everything that he does pinpoints back to, he didn't have a mom in his life. I, I know. I agree with you that we go back to that too much, but Well, maybe both of them are delusional. I don't know. It's interesting to me that both of them are missing a parent. And then the way they talk about parenthood is just catastrophic in some ways. (laughs) I'll I'll finish out their scene and I'll tell you what I think. Because I'm team Nate on this. Um, Stasha says, oh, she thinks that Nate shut her down being a fun parent because he thought like the fun was like being drunk and being irresponsible and she doesn't even do that now. So why is he not giving her the benefit of the doubt of what he knows about her? And Nate tells her that, you know, his mom was way younger when 
she had him and there was a huge age difference between the mom and his dad and that his mom was 23 and she wasn't ready to be a mom and Stasha's like I'm 37 and that was it (laughs) in the words of the Californians that's weird bro but anyways I think okay so I'm team Nate on this because I think where Nate is coming from is first of all they're both projecting I'll start from there because the whole your dad thing, my mom thing wasn't ready. Because I think Nate is surprised, as I was, that at 37, when you make comments like, I'm going to teach the kids to not touch stuff, that is <laughs> comical at the very least. I don't think you have to have a kid to know that that's not realistic. And when she says things like, we need to have fun, we need to do this, I understand that. This is a fear of a lot of people. I don't want to be boring. I don't want to be old or whatever. Like with everything in life, you're going to find balance. But I don't think Nate is wrong. Like, there's a reason why people become absorbed with their kids because kids take a lot and require a lot out of you. If you're doing it correctly, yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Like, look how hard it is to combine your life with an adult that you've known for seven weeks. Everything in life is an adjustment. You have to give it time. So like he said, you can't have a newborn baby and you're just all of a sudden, we need to still travel the world because you're desperate to keep that old life that you had. So I think, again, it's just a communication of not saying the things. She's not wrong. Like we can still have date nights, like he said, but he's like, where are you traveling to with a baby? And he's not wrong. When you travel with your kids, it's not a vacation. <laughs> you just move the work to a new location. To a new location. You're chasing after them. You're making sure they don't kill themselves because kids will try to kill themselves unknowingly. <laughs> it's what they're wired to do. So everything he said was based in, to me, reality. And she seemed to have this idea. So I think that's what he meant when he said, like, what's your intention? Or again, words. What what do you think it means when we become parents? Is what he really should have asked. So th- that's my thought on them and this whole situation. I think, yes, that was part of his thought. But the reason why he brought up his mom is, I don't know anything about her. I don't know anything about how he feels about her. But I do think in his mind, she wasn't responsible enough to take on parenthood. Mm-hmm. So when he hears Stasha saying how she was, what sounds to him like she wants to be an irresponsible parent, he's like panicking. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. But again, going back to, she also had a point where she's like, the things, I don't know if this is what he meant or if this is her her interpretation because Stasha should be having some outlandish interpretations. Like the fun he thinks it means that she's getting drunk. If she doesn't get drunk now, why would he think that? She doesn't even go to the clubs and things like that. She won all the awards for the responsible stuff. So... I don't, I don't know. I think he just meant like she doesn't understand what it means to be a parent, which in itself is condescending, but. <laughs> I mean, neither one of you has a kid, so neither one of you really understand what it's like to be a parent. Yeah. I just, I don't mind this conversation. I actually think it's a sign of progress to even start to have it. Um, and I, I think ideally one day they'll meet in the middle. Yeah, they will. Um, Kristen and Mitch and Justin and Alexis are having a double date. Kristen says she feels the closest to Justin and Alexis. And she, well, she starts by saying, I, that we, and then she goes, I don't want to speak for you, but I feel the closest to them. And Mitch says, yeah, Kristen and Alexis pretty much speak every day. They're basically BFFs. So they're playing ping pong and hallelujah. It is something Justin is good at. And even Alexis cannot come up with a dig for that. And they won. 
they're drinking after and Kristen is like the game was like a race to decision day huh I don't know so she tells them about his conference and he said Chris I think you pointed out that the nickname is Chris for her (laughs) that you know you were always on my mind but it was really he was really wrapped up in presentations and socializing he does say there was a hot tub committee every night. And <laughs> this man does not know when to stop. <laughs> he does not. And Kristen has been hanging out with Alexis. So she's picked up some things and she asked him, did you wear your ring every night? He's like, no. So in the confessional, he's like, oh, she likes to put me in the hot seat. She goes, no, I do not. But it's just nice to get a second opinion. I'm like, from Alexis? There's too many people asking Alexis's opinion. And I'm like, what am I not seeing here? Because I would never. I might ask her for fashion advice every third day or so. But no. The rest of it, I don't know why they're asking her. I want to ask her for makeup advice. I love her makeup. Yes, her makeup is really good. I'm glad you pointed it out because this episode in particular, even when she's just doing like a natural look, I'm like, wow, that's nice. It's her blending. She blends so well. So anyway, Alexis asks why he didn't wear his ring. And he says that everyone is so interested in the gossip and it's stressful for him. And, you know, like I said, it makes sense to me. Like, I don't really think that it's a big deal. Alexis asks, and again, you know, there's a transcript. Somebody say, no, then you have to explain to everyone that you're not married anymore. It's too much. So Alexis asks if it bothers Kristen. I don't know why I said that. He could say no also. Apologies. Alexis asks if it bothers Kristen. Um, that he didn't wear his ring. And he said that, yeah, there were a hundred beautiful ladies and I had my ring on, but it was my (laughs) cock ring. And Nate let me borrow this ring, but it was too big for me. And Alexis is like, Mitch, why? Just stop talking. (laughs) This this man, this man doesn't have a, a stopwatch. Alexis and Justin in the confessional and they're just laughing. Justin is just like, I cannot believe he said that, but you know what? That's, that's Mitch. Justin says how they ask what's going on with them. Justin says how his best friend, he, he made sure to mention his best friend drove 17 hours to pick up the dog because woe is me, Justin, my ultimate sacrifice. I am Jesus to pick up the dog. And Alexis brings up, um, decision day, of course. She says she told him that she's not 100% and now he's not sure what he's going to say and she doesn't want his answer to be dependent on her answer. Mitch is trying to ask a question and he's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I should say. There's nothing really wrong with his questions. Now Mitch wants to ask permission and is hesitant to ask, but the other (laughs) things he's not hesitant about. So Alexis is like, go ahead with your questions. You know, we love your questions. So Mitch asks Justin, is 90% good enough for you? And he's like, nope. And he's like, okay. So Justin says if she had told him that she should hold off a Meyer, if it's not 100%, then he would have made a different decision. Aid, is this a valid thought or not? Uh, no. Because <laughs> I don't recall him telling Alexis that before he gave the dog away. Yeah, because he thought it was 100%. Why didn't you ask before you gave the dog away if that was a question you needed answered before you could give your dog away? Now you're coming in afterwards saying, well, I wouldn't have done that had I known. You didn't ask. You thought that you knew. You, you From your understanding, it was X, Y, Z, but you didn't ask. I keep going back and forth on this because 
I don't know what the right answer is because I don't think she needs to know 100%, but I think both of them should have a conversation. Actually, no, the onus is not on her. The onus is on him to figure it out and say, can you keep this dog until after decision day? And then I will let you know what I'm going to do. So putting the onus on her is unfair, but I think he's doing that on purpose because he thinks having this over her is going to help him in some way or some in his mind. It is. So, okay. I think I came to my answer. At the end of the day, the dog is not deceased. He can always get her back. Quite. Maya's I mean, been through a lot. And if they fall in love with the dog, then he just snatches them away from her. Although I did wonder if they had that conversation. I mean, if he had, I'm not sure. Cause he's all like, I thought she was hundred percent. He should have had that conversation because it's okay to contingency plan. You know, it's yeah. okay to say you're taking the dog for now. I really hope this relationship works out, but like, can we say it's not permanent for three months or six months or can we just call this a trial period? Yeah. I, I'm just, I'm kind of team Alexis cause she, he, she warned him do not hold this dog over my head. And if he needed to, he should have run after Chris's car and gotten his dog back. If this is what <laughs> he was planning to do. Well, I do think Alexis brought up a good point where she said, you're focused on the dog, but you're not focused on the other parts where we are looking at apartments beyond the experiment and all. And Justin is like, yeah, but I just needed that. Yes. I just needed that affirmation at that point. You can't dictate or emotionally manipulate someone to say what you need them to say exactly at that time. Because Alexis is like, I could have said yes, but one followed with a, but is going to be bad. It's not a yes anymore. And then she says, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. So Kristen says, as someone who is not sure herself, I'm like in front of Mitch, <laughs> if she was 90%, it would be hard for her to say yes. And I don't know what she meant. And I was going to ask you, how did you interpret what she meant by saying that? I have no idea. I think I, I remember her saying it and I didn't know what it meant then either. Okay. Mitch is like, I don't know about you guys, but 90% is good odds. No marriage is perfect. It's not the worst, but it's probably not what you want to hear at this point. (laughs) That's just like, no. I think I'm confused by the percentages on what is a binary decision. It's a yes or a no, not a 90 or an 85. As of week seven today, I am 90% leaning towards saying yes, but there's a 10% chance that I might say no. Okay. I mean... (laughs) Once again, I believe you said it, you know, a while back. Those are good odds. (laughs) Yeah, Mitch said it. So, yeah. So Kristen says we have to base it off of our marriage and not on the dog. Standing ovation. (laughs) (laughs) Standing ovation. So Mitch says he has been operative on his old life and how he hasn't been doing the things that he used to do. Kristen says, well, instead of the, I would like to see how things could go with my bike in the mix, she would love it if he says, you're an incredible woman and I can't imagine life without you. Justin says, well, why would he say what he doesn't mean? And they all at the same time is like, Mitch is not a liar. He wouldn't say what he doesn't mean. And Mitch <laughs> says, it's like Kristen wants it to be proved, prove it, well, proved to her. I don't know what's the right English. I just said what they said. That, um that he's in it. And she agrees. And she's like, yes, I want a declaration. And since you're not saying it, I take it that you don't mean it. And 
that's where she is. She's not sure, like, is the last eight weeks how she wants to continue her life? And then they end it. And then we move back to Lindy and Miguel, and it's a night camera. And I'm like, oh my God, the misery continues. Miguel says that he's terrified about what was said and how much emotion was in it. I'm like, this man is controlling. It's just a lot of assumptions. Yeah. Like, you don't even... You weren't there. You don't have facts. Lindy says she needed to express her feelings, and she's not going to apologize. Miguel says venting can be cathartic, but you have to be respectful. He said he would never talk badly about Lindy, and he was made uncomfortable because of how everything seemed. Miguel says she can't um, shit on me. Miguel tells him, like, you can't shit on me and then expect me to be okay, that he's not okay being the villain. Guys, I would like to point out that Miguel started by saying, like, he had no idea what was being said. The emotions (laughs) were just heavy. Like, he just met his wife yesterday. Everyone knows everything she says is heavy. So... I just, it is amazing the magical powers where you walk into a room and based on the mood of the room, you are now extrapolating a lot about what could have been said. Mm -hmm. Lindy says it's not fair that, how can he say that he's the villain? Like so far, she's always the villain and she needed to vent and she's afraid to be honest because she's afraid to lose him. So where is her outlet? Miguel is like, this is too much. This is just too much. I can't do this and I can't be in a two-faced relationship. Where do you draw the line on talking shit about your husband? Miguel, you do not know what's been said. Listen, on one hand, we've talked about it a lot. When you tell your friends and family things, you have to be sure about what you're saying because you will forgive your partner. They will never forgive Mm -hmm. your partner. So I get where he's saying, but his doesn't seem to be coming from that angle. Because like she said, if she's saying facts, like maybe you should control what you did. But he's just really concerned about everyone seeing him as a bad guy. Yes. And this is where people, I mean, I'm like, is this Miguel or is this just Miguel getting caught up in what everybody gets caught up in on the show, which is how am I going to look? How am I going to look? But I don't know. It, it was yeah. annoying. It was very, very annoying. It was like, instead of focusing on the problem, you're focusing on how you come off bigger problems. Lindy said she wouldn't feel guilty and she wanted to be herself because she's filtering herself and she's trying to be strong and not lose him. And that's how the episode ends. And they show us a preview of next week, which is not necessary, but yay, friends and family again. I'm like, these people have been talking to their friends and family like... Since day one. They just talked to their friends and family this episode. Why are we talking to friends and family again next week? Yeah. I'm surprised they haven't even run out of friends and family. Jeez. Watch that. Chris guy will be back next week. Is that his name? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I was not a fan of, yeah, of Miguel making so many assumptions. And I was like, are you Morgan? Now you're going to try to control what's said outside of your presence to decide if it meets your standards. It's not cool, bro. It's not cool. I was really hoping he would redeem himself this week, but alas. All right. Tane, who has your bouquet this week? My bouquet goes to Nate. (laughs) It was really tough for me to find a bouquet, but it went to Nate. I went between Nate and Lindy, but it went to Nate because... I just always, I know everyone tries to say like he doesn't have depth and he doesn't have feelings or stuff, but I don't see that about Nate. Maybe not everyone, maybe just Stasha says that. (laughs) But (laughs) I don't see that about Nate. I think he's always very clear and concise 
about what he's feeling and what he's thinking. And I just appreciated him just not running away from the whole baby thing. I think you said it, like you appreciate that this is actually a good conversation to have and just kind of bringing Stasha down from her unrealistic expectations of of children not touching anything. (sighs) Who has yours? Nate and Stasha. Are they both bad this week in the sense that they both saying things that are like, where did that come from? Yes. But I actually feel like both of their discussions were building towards a future, a future of living in that house. Yeah. A future of having children. They're just working through stuff. And it's actually kind of interesting to watch people's first conversations. I expect in a year or two, they might have a kid and it would be fun to hear like how it's been versus what they talk about. Anyway, I think they actually both did a semi-decent job this week of being forward-thinking. Who has your burnt ashes? You know, I just last minute changed my burnt ash. And now I'm going to give it to Justin. (laughs) I was, you know, I, I can't give it to Miguel again. Like, I'm not, like, I don't know what's going on. He needs to fix up. But Justin, if she tells you don't hold it over, you shouldn't even have to be told. Don't hold it over her head. Don't think like you're some martyr because you gave up your dog. That was your choice. You wanted, you chose your marriage and choosing your marriage is a gamble because you're in a situation where in eight weeks she might say no. And if that was the case, make alternate plans and make it temporary. And also I I agree with everybody else. Your decision should be based on your marriage, not on, I gave up a dog. My ashes went to Miguel. It's just, he just carried over from last week into this week. And I really didn't appreciate the post Dungeons and Dragons discussion where he just implied that this woman said a lot of things. He was trying to be controlling. She can say what she wants to who she wants and she can deal with the consequences later. You don't, it just, it was too much. (laughs) My original burnt ash was going to be Stasha, but I think maybe you made me see the light. I was really going to give it to her because I'm like, wow, she could have done a better job of being welcoming to her house. But I can't say that Mitch is just adjusting to getting married after being by himself for seven weeks and not also give her that grace. And the onus is not completely on her, even though I still kind of feel like partnerships ebbs and flows like every now and then like you help your, you pick your partner up. And I think Nate needed that pick me up and that reassurance, but he's not Justin. He's not going to text her and say, I need that reassurance that you're not going to kick me out and you're not going to do this for me. But I think she could have done a better job of kind of like just easing him and making him feel like he's part of the space. But that's not fair. So I changed it to Justin. Okay. All right, guys, that's it for this week. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at AlterCallMAFS. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. We love hearing from you on social media. Yes, guys, we are available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to our show. Please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify if you're so inclined. Um, don't forget, if you are going to be at BravoCon, send us a DM and we'll try to link up. And we will see you here next week, guys. Bye. Bye. When- 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.